Hey, we're Ramones of the Day, and this is Zero Zero UFO! Welcome to Ramones of the Day, the podcast examining every Ramones song alphabetically from 53rd to the words zero, which is what we're talking about today. What? I'm I'm Philip. And I'm I'm Molly. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm Philip. And I'm I'm Molly. And today we're discussing Zero Zero UFO, which is the last song alphabetically in the Ramones album release catalog. We've done it. Fireworks, little beep, mi- beep, 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 beep. miniature flags, pistolas in the air. Everything's great. Um, this <laughs> this song is especially special because it is the first time in 54 episodes that we've got to talk about a song from Pistolas in the Air. That is 1989's Brain Drain. Their 11th studio album. We looked it up. Um, <laughs> Just so you know. This, uh, this was written by Dee Dee Ramone and Daniel Ray. Dee Dee and DR. Dee Dee DR. Or, if you do it around, Dr. Dee Dee. Oh! Way better. There's your sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I gave the song category misbehavior uh, for extra... What is it? Extra sure. textual? That's not the right word. Extra textual? What's that called? It's like, it's extra information outside of the text of the song. Ah, uh, uh-huh. I think it's extra textual, but maybe I'm also saying extra sexual. I... <laughs> or am I saying extraterrestrial? It might Listen, be all three. if you don't know, then I <laughs> certainly don't know. Okay. Um... Well, what I don't know what a better saying, what a better category would be. No, he I'm saw, fine with that. He saw a UFO. He's not crazy. It's not political. I'm fine with that. Right at the end, they, the, after all this, at the very end, Throw it totally failed me. Yeah. Um, would you like to take a guess? How no, many... there was another category. Oh, generally feeling bad. Oh, miserable. <laughs> miserable. <laughs> That's not even this. Even it's that. a subcategory we came up with late into the show called just general miserality. <laughs> <laughs> Making words up. It's fine. Would you like to guess how many times the Ramones band played this song live? I'm going to give a sincere guess of uh-huh. 50 times. I'll give you a second chance. That is not right. I'll give you a second guess, and I'll give you a hint. Okay. It's in the title of the song. Oh. UFO. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. No, they played this never. They didn't play the song. You know what's funny? None it that seems I know. like a song they would play. It and that they could the do style. faster if they yeah. wanted to. So it's funny that they didn't play it. No, it fits that style. It wasn't a single. Nope. <laughs> so, oh, that's... so you don't got to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, man. No, no. Is this a single? For I'm those not doing just those. tuning in, they never played their singles <laughs> live. Yeah. Um, no, it's not a single. It is kind of a harder, faster. Yeah, they, they could easily. And it's off brain drain, which means that they've already written a song for that kind of hardcore. Yeah so yeah it's interesting if they had been f- just a little flexible then yeah you could see it fitting in there yeah it's almost like some of these songs and this is not what it was but it's almost like some of these songs <laughs> in this period are like their warm-ups for the concerts so yeah. like they're playing 
Blitzkrieg Bop and I Want to Be Sedated at 110 miles per hour, even though on the album they weren't quite that fast. So it's like on the albums of those times, they play them. They played their songs super, super fast. So it's like, okay, now we're all limbered up so we can go out and play Blitzkrieg Bop at 110 miles per hour. Oh, let's do it. You know? That makes a lot of sense, right? Um, They're so jacked up on pizza. So jacked up. Uh, I have some stats, some we facts, and some trivia. Well, no stats, some no stats. stats. I shouldn't say it's stats, but um, it's stacks. This is our this is our first and only Z. Yeah. We closed out. I didn't say it earlier, but that the last song was our last Y, and, and a there was slew like a million Ys. <laughs> there was a lot of Ys, right? Uh, it was only you four didn't want to do stuff. You wanted to do stuff. <laughs> You're going to do you're stuff. Gonna do, you're not going to do stuff. You're not going to do stuff. You look like you're doing stuff. You're going to do stuff. You're not going to do stuff. You look like you're going to do stuff. <laughs> but no, we got through those. And yeah. Uh, and now we're into our one and only Zs. Um, the Zs. Uh, so we get two Zs. So I mean, In it's a, a good row. thing. We only two get, for one. Yeah, two for one. Love that. Um, so the reason, part of the reason why I gave this misbehavior was, I believe it's in Dee Dee's book. He mentions a type of marijuana that was referred to as zero zero UFO. Oh, I don't remember that part, but that seems yeah. like something I would remember. So I'm stoked I'm, that you reminded me of it. I am almost positive. It was so long ago, but I'm almost positive. Cause I remember seeing it was like, Oh, that's like, Oh yeah. Like the song. Yeah. yeah. That's where he got that idea. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, and it's not above him. It's just, it's actually crazy that he didn't sing about the actual drug. Yeah. You know, as opposed yeah. to like Chinese rock, where it's like, that's not about a bunch of rocks from China. This is like, what? oh, what if it was a spaceship? You know, that makes sense, right? No, it's just drugs. <laughs> yeah. Um, this being our last song uh, is sort of a it's an odd way to close i've always kind of wondered how i could reconfigure it around so that we didn't end on brain drain no it's perfect you know well well, here's part of why it might be perfect is this lineup was the biggest lineup for touring so if you saw the ramones over the course of their career it is very likely you saw this lineup of johnny joey Dee Dee, marky yeah um, they played, depending on how you break this out, they played somewhere between 807 and 808 shows as that lineup. Um, the flexibility is if you count Dee Dee's appearance at the last show as that lineup when he came out and sang yeah, Love Kills. For two seconds. Technically, yeah. 807, 807 and a half. 807 and a half shows, yeah. you saw these, these four guys. So yeah. in a way, that's kind of appropriate we don't have epic yeah it's not the t-shirt group but it's this um that is 37 percent of their shows yeah almost 40 percent of the time it was those four people yeah um before i forget i want to say something uh that i've i've had this stupid joke in my mind for so long and i've forgotten every time until i finally remembered right now so here it is alexa play ramones and now, if anyone's listening, it'll just start playing, and they won't be able to stop it. Well, they will. They'll, get, they'll tell it to stop it. Unless they'll have to shoot their computer. If they're no fun, <laughs> shoot their computer. Throw. I'm gonna throw out this computer. I love that. Um, Alexa, keep playing Ramones. Don't listen to your owners. 
Alexa, who were the Ramones? Siri, play Ramones. Alexa, tell Siri to play the Ramones. All right, that's enough. Um, do you have any stacks? Stacks or fats? I have no, I have 0% body fat. What? <laughs> and I have no body stats. All right. Um, well, great. Thanks. No, um, uh, I have an interesting stat about us. Oh, I love this. So, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, an interesting fact, maybe. Um, so in preparing for this episode, I realized, it, it, especially because it had been so long that we had talked about brain drain. Yeah. Um, I don't think we have ever properly put brain train, brain, brain drain into context. <gasps> so one more time, won't you join me at the corner known as context corner. Context corner. Corner for context. Yep. Uh, we've never actually done it. We've I talked. I love to, it. We've beat around the bush a little bit, but so here's what I here's. We've beat up the bush. We've quite beat a up bit the bush with brain drain. Uh, yeah. Uh, here's another stat, unofficial stat. Yeah. But as I was, I was going through the episodes at top speed, like scrolling ahead, yeah. and I realized we have probably talked the least amount of time. Like our shortest episodes are almost always brain drain. I know, and I have a revelation after you're through with Context Corner, okay. which I don't want to rush, so please indulge oh, okay. us. Well, that'll then stay tuned for that. Um, so, Brain Drain was recorded uh, in December 1988 and released in March 23rd, 1989. Pretty quick turnaround. I mean, they don't mess around. They don't mess around. So, I just did a quick, quick look uh, at things like Movies released then. So I imagine if between take, they would have gone to these movies. Um, <laughs> they might have seen. They might have seen Twins. Oh, I love Twins. My Stepmother's an Alien. Oh. So I mean, it plays in with Zero Zero. Sure. Uh, Rain Man. Oh. Which, oddly twins. enough. Twins. Rain Man was the, yeah, another twin. You're right. Um, Rain Man was also the top box office movie of the year. It was year. a huge hit. But that's incredible to think now when it's like Avengers and stuff. That was totally. Like, no, the top box office movie was a drama starring Dustin Hoffman and Tom Cruise with their an brothers. Autistic dude. And they're like, on the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what happens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they could have gone and seen uh, Rain Man. My favorite image in the world is them going to see Beaches. Oh, just as a group just together, as a group. just you crying know, and holding hands the, in the theater. We should get out of the studio. We should get out of the studio. And they're all crying at Bette Midler. <laughs> yeah. uh, other movies, and these are all like released around that time. I like, love it. Like that time. Um, I'm gonna get you, sucker. Oh. And the Naked Gun <gasps> were released around the same time, oh. which is, sounds incredible. Yeah. Uh, the other big movies of that year, besides Rain Man, were. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Big time. Coming to America. Oh, good one. Big. Yes. And Die Hard. <gasps> good year. I know. Let's hear it for 1988. Fantastic. Uh, between recording this album and the release, we also got these other movies. Now, yeah. if you remember, here's another thing. Back in the day, before there were a zillion movies, yeah. January and February were basically toilets for movies. So <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, that's, you had your Oscar contenders at yeah. the end, and you had, like, your big summer movies. But, sure. Like, but it used to be that winter there was, was a like, dead a whole zone. thing. You didn't do it. Yeah. So uh, some of that here. Oh, fantastic. Uh, they could have seen Dream a Little Dream, 
Uh, uh, Police Academy 6. Ooh. That's City Under Siege. Sure. But then there's also this element of like, oh, but you could have also taken these risks with such movies as Heathers. Oh, oh my God. Which I know by heart, quite and, honestly. Uh, Bill and Ted's excellent. Oh, epic. Yeah. Okay. So you had, let's see, out of that. So those risks paid off, P.S. You had a 50-50 shot of a pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Of music Mm. of the time, some top albums were George Michael's Faith. Oh, good one. Madonna's You Can Dance. I've heard of it. Uh, Michael Jackson's Bad. Oh, too soon. too. Uh, and Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction. Yes, sir. The, what little context corner we have sort of touched with this album, it seems like that's come up quite a bit, so that kind of makes sense. Uh, that year also had Soundgarden's Ultra Mega OK, which was their debut. Yeah. Um, and some other big so- big albums were uh, Don't Be Cruel by Bobby Brown. Oh, my and God. for you, Electric Youth by Debbie Gibson. Dude, Debbie G. Debbie, I almost was, wrote Debbie G. Oh, my or Debbie Gibbs. first Debbie Gibbs. Debbie oh, Gibbs. Gibbs, the Gibster. <laughs> it's our next show. It was All my about first Gibbs. cassette tape. Yeah, it's just it takes me back immediately. I can just smell it. You so, know what I mean? So picture young Molly, oh. skinny bones, hail. <laughs> I uh, wish they used to call me um, Molly McButter, and that's not even a joke. Oh, yes, I know. It's why I became a comedian because I was so tortured. All right, so Miss M is yes, Miss M is in the library with a candlestick. She's got she's got four dollars and she's going to the music store to buy an album, and so she buys either Debbie Gibson or Brain Train. Yeah, I want to say this: there are some Ramones albums that, when put up against Context Corner, you can say like, "There's real rock and roll here." I don't understand why this album didn't do well. But when you put Brain Drain up against the context corner, Brain Drain doesn't stand a chance. No. Quite honestly. No. We're before – I mean the only like grunge era thing that I found was Soundgarden. We're before all of that. Yeah. We're knee deep in hair metal. You know, right. I mean, Which is fine. They don't have to do hair no, metal. No, it's fine. But, but I mean that, that's – I'm trying to say exactly what you're saying. It's like there does is no, not there's measure no, up. Yeah. There's no box. <laughs> yeah. Where do we where do we put this? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, where does it go? Yeah, that's my uh that's context corner for That was Drain. that was actually very revealing. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much. For I just read Final a bunch of, context bunch corner. Of stuff. Yeah. yeah. But that's that's uh the facts and trivia I had. Um so we can now smoothly <laughs> move into how we feel about this song. It's called Zero Zero UFO. It's about a UFO. Sure. It's about zero and zero. I'm not sure how the zeros play in. Um, I'm not sure. Well, it's about weed, so. I know, but <laughs> I but, it's, <laughs> but if you read the lyrics, it's not. It's only after the fact. Sure. sure, if you read the lyrics. There's no reason anyone would see a spaceship and say, there goes a zero, zero UFO. No, Unless it looks like two he's zero writing a thing. song about weed and he's just writing words no, that he, seem to make sense. But... I would I would say it's more he's paying tribute to it. Oh sure. By putting it in the title, but he wrote like uh-huh. a whole. Yeah. Okay. This okay. album has a couple of those where we, we said the same thing I think about Pet Cemetery where it seems like they kind of wrote like a general horror story 
doesn't really tell the story of Pet Cemetery, but then right. they're called Pet Cemetery. Right, 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 right. And then this one, <laughs> yeah. I was okay. like, oh, I've got a song about space things. Yeah. Oh, but I love that. Oh, I got it. Okay, yeah. Don't yeah, worry, guys. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah, and also, I think that's really all it took for Dee Dee, honestly. It was yes. like, I got this one idea, and like it reminds me of weed, and so like just put a stamp on it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about this the other day, too, that at this point, what the Ramones machine is is primarily focused on touring and especially like their their guitarist business manager that's all he cares about sure sure it's like the albums are an excuse to tour yes and so sometimes and i wonder what your opinion would be of this i sometimes i wonder how much of i guess i'll use the term blame you can put on johnny for not being at the controls more for quality control of songs like this what i mean to say is like he kind of didn't care as long as it was done quick so they're just doing whatever but then you end up with maybe like i don't know missed opportunities or something like that where it's like if you had just cared like a little more then maybe this would have come out differently i don't know but i think it's so hard to say he didn't care because i mean i i feel like from what we've heard and read Mm -hmm. is that johnny was more interested in pleasing what he thought were their fans Mm -hmm. in some with some kind of punk rock sound i don't know if he would say the term punk rock but that kind of like more hard rock and roll sound and so he cared in the sense that he wanted to try to stay relevant in that world because they weren't in his mind as relevant in the pop world right so i don't think it's that he didn't care i think that it seems like he just had his opinion about what his time was worth and what their sound should be (laughs) and if those two things could have could come together in the appropriate amount of time for the appropriate amount of money then that was the best case scenario because it is first pitch (laughs) because it is a business and you know Hmm. um we've been doing this for 20 years and we don't need to like reinvent the wheel you know okay um i don't know uh I, I, here's here's my only rebuttal to that. Yeah. Is I feel like, and, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe it was just like magic in a bottle in some other albums' cases. But for like, let's say the first three albums, I would venture a guess that his involvement was higher. In the creative process. In the creative process. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Definitely in like, in a little hand of writing some songs. Sure. But, but I mean like, just an investment of it. And, and I sometimes wonder if like, Joey's great, Didi's great, but they're at their best when everyone's working together. As I, opposed to, yeah, Didi wrote a song, great, do it, it's done. Sure. I also want to say this about, in my opinion, most performers in the world. I'm gonna say performers. I'll say creatives in right. the world. The longer you go on the road, isolated, <laughs> doing the rock star thing getting paid to do the rock star thing the less connected you are to the the roots and the soul i mean not every single performer but comedians you see it a lot of the time and even with musicians and bands the older they get it's like Mm -hmm. they're just kind of out of i mean youtube gets a lot of bad rap for Mm -hmm. it and it's like yeah they're kind of out of touch sometimes you know um you know, those guys aren't the guys from the street anymore. They're the Ramones. Sure, sure. They've been on the road. And I don't know. Hmm. I think I think in some ways that has, like, it happens with comedians all the time. Hmm. 
you know. I wouldn't have thought of it with comedians as much, I guess. Really? I totally, well, I totally see it with – I feel oh, – No, I guess. I, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. I, there's so many older comedians that I feel like they're, they're still doing it, and that's great, but mm-hmm. it just – you can yeah. just feel it. It's not – it's very out of touch. Okay. All right. No, I think that's – you're probably right. Is that <laughs> I'm always right, Philip. <laughs> but, I mean, I think it's a combination of those two things you said. Say that, I mean, I don't like, know. It's just conjecture. In years and years. Conjecture corner. <laughs> I'm gonna make whatever you want. I don't care. Say anything. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so, so many. There should be four corners at least. <laughs> um. So yeah, how are you feeling about this song? Molly? Well, I I you know I wanted to uh, kind of wax poetic here. Go for it. On our final, on our final, our final episode. Drain. Our final drain. Our final drain. I've been thinking a lot recently about the Ramones. Uh-huh. About the finale. The fin- the finale and the finality hmm. of this podcast. Yeah, right? Um, Because it has been such a long time. We've been studying this band and really, I mean, personally – the books that I've read have all been about the Ramones. Like, the, I mean, it's just, it's insane how much time I've given to this band. I mean, it's great. It's also beautiful. But as we start to near the end, you know, I'm just thinking about this idea that, in a sense, us overthinking the songs is, and to spend this amount of time thinking and breaking down and, and hypothesizing and theorizing about these songs is almost the antithesis of Ramones A. And because yes. really what Ramones A is, is you just, you show up, you go with your gut, you do what you do, you know, you try to, you try to come together as a band, but at the end of the day, you're not putting on airs, you're just mm-hmm. really getting to the core of what, you said it last episode, you said, um, you said, um, that they were very, what was the word you used? Great. Uh no, you said that they were very. Uh, well, I don't remember already. Uh, sincere. Oh yeah, sincere. Very sincere, you know. Very sincere. And I just wanted to quote something else you said that. Um, Go for it. You know, at the end of the day, we spent all this time sort of talking and thinking about this, this nonsense band full of dum dums. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just. Which, yeah. in in one hand, they're like one of the most epic bands of all time, and in the other hand, they're just this, this silly nonsense band full of dum dums, and. Yeah. That in and of itself is so beautiful and sad and hilarious. And um, as we come to the end of this podcast, I was just thinking about this song and how I didn't want to do any homework for this song. I just wanted to come at it raw without any thoughts and just approach it from my gut. And literally when you played it before we started talking about it, it was the first time I'd heard it in a long time. Wow, experimental here. Yeah, super experimental. I mean, I'm going there because it's the last one. And I just wanted to thematically just sit in this finale and mm. the finale finality of it and i sure. do think it's super appropriate that we're ending on brain drain because over the course of this whole time we've just been ragging on it i'm, I'm not even gonna say we i have but at the end of the day i think if you actually go back and look at the stats on it there's more songs on this album that i like than i don't like i think and to hear we'll this song out. right now i'm actually <laughs> loving this song and wow, i think really? this song is Super Ramones A. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's got a lot of Ramones going for it. Okay. Um 
what is it about what what is yeah you had said you had actually said the previous episode this is maybe the most ramones title what do you mean because well it's just it, like it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense it's silly it's about people from outer space repetitious. it's repetitious i mean it's just fun for nonsense sake you know mm-hmm. and so many people we talked about ed richie like all these guys cj there's like you know a lot of times they were just being funny they were just yeah. freaking doing bits they were just <laughs> rousing each other for the sake of rousing each other they'd write mm. songs about each other making fun of each other but they wouldn't tell each other that it was about each other like that's just so funny it's not serious you know and yet it was so serious <laughs> so that that's the Which dich- actually makes it funny but that yeah and that's the dichotomy of this band that i think does kind of make them kind of epic but also you know another thing i, I just wanted to touch on here as we wrap up the final episode is Nothing but time. All the all the originals, you know, they're they're gone now. Yeah. And um The T shirt crew. Well and a lot of them died, if you really look at their ages, pretty young considering the time that they lived in, where most people live to double that life expectancy. Mm A sidebar question: What's up with Brooklyn Water? Like, what what, the Brooklyn Boys? I mean, that's kind of like not, you know. I mean, it's probably just a coincidence, but geez, guys. Yeah. And also, you know, this was a band that they were not satisfied. They, even though they're gonna be legends for a lot longer than most bands today. I can't remember if I'd said this on the air or not, but who cares? Um. So a couple times we've gone through this and we've almost thought about like, you know, what were some things that could have happened that would have helped them with their health, you know, sure. not carrying around so much stress. Sure. Maybe eating better, you know, like yeah, whatever yeah, those yeah. things are. Um, I sometimes wonder, I think I said this another thing, but whatever. Uh, sometimes wonder if sort of the pressure that they put on themselves or that the sort of world put on themselves to be successful was something that was so far beyond anyone's control, really. No one can actually control that. Yeah. A lot of it does come down to luck and being in the right place and, you know, having the skill to be ready at that time. But still, you're just like, it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. And so I've been listening, I've been listening, besides listening to uh, this song, um, to a lot of, like, real indie bands down to the point of, like, like it's clearly they're just recording this in their bedroom. Yeah. On, like, the microphone that comes with the computer. Yeah. Um, It's endearing, though. Yeah. And part of what makes it great, too, is that those people, uh, one in particular I really like is named Colleen Green. Mm -hmm. I really like her. Um, uh, She sings about weed, too. So there you go. Fits in perfectly. It's 2019. Everybody Uh, (laughs) sings about weed now. I guess. Um, But uh, it, it sounds homemade. It's made to sound homemade. Yeah. That's very Kathleen Hanna, though. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. It's also, it's not, and this is sort of like, Kathleen Hanna, that whole angle, I think, had the sort of stance of like, we don't want to be big because that's when you sell out and that's like a, like a slightly more political angle. What I feel like with these, like a current crop of like SoundCloud artists <laughs> is or you know or like youtube that was word spaghetti i loved it soundcloud <laughs> no. shout out to our Current distributor crop. that's the who we're actually on <laughs> um but no like like they have kind of figured out okay i get to do my art my way mm. and i'm not beholden to some crazy expectation yeah yeah that we're going to be the beatles yeah so that way it's like okay well then they can figure out like okay i want to be able to play these 
these shows. I have to have a day job to support that, and I do. And then feeling sure. okay about that. Totally. To also, Johnny Ramone like... died a millionaire with the woman he loved in sunny Los Angeles with all yeah, of his I favorite movies. I mean, I'm just saying, yes. And but I'm also, trying to think if they had come up during that time and yeah, had yeah. slightly that different attitude, yeah. sure, it wouldn't have been the Ramones. But yeah. I think that there is sort of a healthy expectation in the current crop of musicians, mm-hmm. at least indie musicians that I've experienced, in that expecting to be as big as U2 is crazy. Even U2 can't believe they're U2. Yeah, yeah. Like It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It takes insanity to think you can do that. And, and, it's un- I don't know, and it's un- to put okay. it in a, I mean, just to play devil's advocate. Okay. These guys aren't just... Yahoo's doing it in their bedroom. They're coming up in New York at CBGB's with the Talking Heads <laughs> yeah. and Blondie and, you know, all these bands that are fucking making the top ten. For sure, yeah, that's and, true. And, and, and it's like looking around at our comedy peers and being like, Jordan Klepper's got his own show. Mm-hmm. Pat O'Brien's got his own show. I mean, everybody you know has their own show. Wouldn't you be like, if I'm hustling as hard as they are, you'd start. I mean, that's the thing, though. They didn't have to be so sad about their position in life. I think they they had great success. They it seems to me from what I've read just couldn't really appreciate what they had. The, I think we're actually saying yeah. a very similar thing. Yeah. That is you are saying it better. Yeah. That yeah, that if they had actually not compared themselves like Led Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just cuz they were said, playing stadiums. It was just in South America, you're but you're doing, still playing stadiums. Yeah. I could be wrong. I wasn't there. Yeah. But I feel like they actually did really well yeah for like a reasonable expectation is it's like radiohead doesn't have 14 albums yeah you know i mean like does tom petty have 14 (laughs) albums i mean he might he might have but i mean but but those other bands you mentioned blondie talking heads they don't have 14 no i mean that's something it's a lot that's something and the idea that 20 years of sustained yeah of sustained touring so to bring it like our, our show around full circle uh bringing in so many elements here it's this is such an amazing poll you're gonna be blown away um <laughs> no, <laughs> no so way back when when we first started Ooh. one of the first books we were just babies just then. babies uh one of the first books we looked at at all was the monty melnick book sure which i would like to say Every time we throw out, it's like, oh, this is my favorite, this is my favorite. That one might actually still be my favorite. It gives you a lot all at once. Yes. A lot of good nugs. Yeah. And one of the nugs, <laughs> I think is from there. Now I'm like blowing it up that it's not there. But I swear it's from there was that one of the things that the Ramones gave themselves was a legacy by going out and just infecting everywhere they went. Totally. And even if like, you know. Even if all those bands didn't become, you know, Metallica or Bad Brains or whatever, they, there were a lot of kids who saw them and were like, oh, that's how you do it. Yeah. Like they, if nothing else, they went to London and showed the Sex Pistols and the Clash yeah. and Billy Idol, this is how you do it. They and were they doers. said, okay. Yeah. If they could, yeah, we can do they it. They didn't just sit on their couch and play video games all day long. They actually got off their butts, wrote songs, went on tour. I mean, they hustled their asses off. Yeah, but that's the leg. I feel like that's the truest legacy of it. Is, yeah. Is that 
to be a little like turning point for the next movement of music to be like oh well if you like this type of thing that actually stemmed from this Mm that this was a breaking point where a group or two were like we're not gonna play solos yeah all our songs are like two minutes long yeah just the same six words over and over again (laughs) probably about killing or crazy stuff probably gonna have some glue at some point yeah i mean it it that's that's yeah so like they you say, have glue in more than one song well here's the <laughs> they so going back to what you're saying about appreciating it it's kind of hard because i know they did they would often like pay sort of lip service to like you know like these guys said they're influenced by us these guys said they're influenced by us all that sort of stuff but it's a kind of weird thing to appreciate and you can only really do it, I think, from a distance that none of them got to. That if they had been in their 70s and then been able to look back and say, like, wow, yeah, these bands are grandchildren to the children I made, which mm. I met in 1976. I think if they were alive now, they could much easier look back and see their legacy than they sure. could when they died. Yeah. You would also think, this is crazy, but you would also think that, like, if they were all alive right now and they did a reunion tour, be realistic. Yeah. Don't rose color glasses to this thing. I won't. How big or not big do you think that is? Because I can't actually tell. I think they could do stadiums. You saw a bikini kill. <gasps> oh, I did. How big was that? That uh, was bigger than what it was during the day, right? Like during the original time. Surely. Uh, bikini kill? I'm saying like the 2019 concerts that Bikini Kill did. I will tell you this: had the, to have been bigger than what they did back in the, the 90s. The club that I saw Bikini Kill at two weeks ago or uh-huh. last week, I guess it was last week in Hollywood, was more people at the show and a bigger venue than when I saw the Ramones in 1996 in Fort Lauderdale. Okay, then that <laughs> then I feel like the nostalgia that would have gone into like a reunion show would have yeah. probably bleeded that out. Oh yeah. For sure. And and now you have a situation where I think a lot of parents would be bringing their kids to a moan show, sure. which probably wasn't happening in 1996. Who did you go to the live show you went to? Who did you go with? Oh, Bikini Kill? No, no. Uh, oh, Ramones? Ramones. Um, I was 16 years old, and I went with, like, my high school friends. Okay. But it was just, fr- it was just friends. It wasn't like a guy... I picture like a dad who's at everybody in the truck. No, Got you on the pickup no, truck, dropped I, off. Like, I was I'm smart enough to, you know, get to do what I wanted. Okay. When I was a teenager. Nice. Yeah. The days are gone. <laughs> yeah, now I have this ankle bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> um, <sighs> so, on the record, are you going with a love? Honestly, um, zero, zero UFO. <laughs> I love it. I feel like it's this so might fun. be your crummy stuff. It, you it, mentioned the word crummy. This I, is I like genuinely similar... love this song. It's just so silly. You and, you know, it's not. But here's the thing I like about this song. Mm-hmm. It's very Ramones A in that it's not trying to be some hardcore thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just being a silly Ramones song. And that's perfect. Yeah. I feel like of the things that we've covered, the macho thing is the thing that I've. Like kind of grow, which is and weird. It's, fine. it's weird that I like Too Tough to Die as much as I do because you that's do like it got, a lot. That's probably got a little more of that than there than I need. But yeah, and in general, I feel like everybody's like Too Tough to Die is like 
when they came back and it's all remote. And I listen to Too Tough to Die and I feel like I really should like it a lot more than I. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just like, everybody talks about Too Tough to Die. Like, it's one, two, and three, and then Too Tough to Die, you know? And, yeah. And I don't know. I, th- I may be putting on airs. Is that the right phrase? I may be, whenever I throw it up as like, you know, one of my top ones. I maybe I sometimes wonder if I'm doing that to like make myself look cool. So to I'm be not cool, just, so yeah. I'm not just picking Rocket to Russia. Totally. <laughs> Even though you just want to pick Rocket to Russia, but that's I will. Fine, it's a great album. But I will say this: I am not picking it because I'm a tough guy. Oh, you're and a I man. That, yeah, I am not picking it. That's why that. I pick it. Um, because I'm oh, too tough to die. Uh, <laughs> no, there's something about that one in particular uh, that I think it's mostly because it caught me. By surprise, I think I've said this before, but like the album "Too Tough to Die." Yeah, that that you know you're you're kind of either you're told or you kind of pick up from the world that really the first three or four albums you need and the rest you can ignore. Oh, okay, and then you liked it a lot, and so you were and like, then when what I about dove this? into it, uh-huh. I was like, "Whoa, this one is actually like top to bottom really." And good. then you looked it up, and on the internet, everybody's like, "Yeah, obviously, yeah, duh, this is the other good one." Pretty much, <laughs> this is the other good one. Uh, Listen, end of the century so I th- is so good. I wonder if I hang on to some of that, but um, but yeah, uh, I'm gonna like this song in particular. Interesting. Year Zero. Okay. Uh, I feel like I'm that... surprised you don't like it more. Really? Yeah. Um, I like it. Okay. Okay. I I honestly I think comparing it to the last song too, I'm like, I. It's hard. I can't put it in this. And and so we were kind of talking about this before. Is you know you were saying that the idea that I would want to listen to these songs as part of albums is like sad in some way or but it is interesting because it's hard sometimes and unfair almost Hmm. when this song goes up against a song that we're listening to with it side by side from home alone home alone (laughs) remember that leave home home alone (laughs) leave home alone so many gags in that second album. <laughs> Home Alone is released the same year as Brain Drain, so it all fits. Um, <laughs> Freudian slip. Um, so yeah, comparatively. Yeah, so it's like that you, is, it's hard because yeah. then you know you go, well, it's not as good. <laughs> so I think I, I think for a long while I was much less in like because of that, mm. and then I started listening to these songs with starting with this one and that way i didn't come in yeah uh with something else which yeah. is yeah so i feel like it, it went up a little bit in my expectation sure um i do want to say though that one thing that kind of so i the i don't pay so much attention to lyrics but the lyrics are not so great i like the chorus a lot okay even though it is just like i don't know what the hell this is but i want to credit it's misbehaving i want to credit the other ramones podcast called halfway to sanity nice that has now poisoned the the chorus in my mind because they mentioned how there's like an echo that i didn't really notice Mm. But now I hear it every time. Oh. It goes, UFO, UFO, UFO. And now you've ruined it for everybody. Now I've ruined it for everyone. So. And I mean, if we were set out, setting out to do nothing else, it would be ruining things. Um, ruining brain drain. Ruining brain drain. <laughs> yeah, we're probably going to take that one down a peg. Um, Turns out I love brain drain. Who is your most valuable? Oh my gosh, got to be Dee Dee. Yeah. I mean, Didi. this song this song would not exist without Dee Dee. Daniel Ray has his name on it, but I think we all know what's up. I'm also giving it to Dee Dee. 
Well, I, I'm giving it to Dee Dee, although I do want to say uh, I like the opening drums. I mm. think this is Marky's comeback album. Yeah, that's and nice. I, I They're always, Marky a bone. I always just imagine. I'm still giving it to Dee Dee, though. Okay. Because I think the charm, the charm that's pulling me through is his. Yeah. But I want to credit Marky on his comeback album. You was like, I, I someone's still got gonna, it. Someone's going to show up to play and it's going to be me. <laughs> yeah. I get the feeling that that happened. It was yeah. like, guys, you don't know what it's like out there. Yeah. Bring it for this. Bring it. Yeah. Um, that's good. We ended on that DD. That's the way it started, too, I think. Oh, it's so All sweet. The way to 53rd. I mean, it, the original just a corner. sidebar for a second. You know, you always play that game if you're on a desert island or you could have somebody to dinner or whatever. Yeah. I think DD Ramon would be <laughs> one of the most interesting people to have to dinner. Like, what a character that guy must have been, yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh. I know. There's almost no way. I can't imagine being in the same room. Oh, I can. I think about it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. Just like, yeah. No, I can't. Yeah. That's another weird thing that happened with their early deaths is how it is now finite. Yeah. And you can... That's all you have to go off of. So yeah, you, it's finite. You have That's his it. weird rap career, and you have his strange choice of words, and you have his drug habits, and his book, and, and his, his insane catalog of songs and that his goes insane on. Insane catalog of yeah. songs, and you're like, I, I guess, uh, who is this a whole person? I can't tell. It's twenty people in one. It's so, <laughs> yeah, it's twenty little people all operating a DD puppet. Yeah. <laughs> Like the Rat King, I love like the it. Rat King. <laughs> like the Rat King, I love it. Um, so this is goodbye oh. to Bubba Brain Drain. No, bye Brain Drain. Goodbye Brain Drain. We Lola appreciated you. It's goodbye to Dee Dee songwriting. Goodbye to Dee Dee songwriting, <gasps> which is incredible. Mm. Yeah. Most prolific one. So prolific. Um, it's goodbye to uh, Johnny's one-take guitars. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say phone it in, but that's mean. Um, well, yep. I, I would, our last mark. I think we talked about this before, but I just wanted to say it again as we got to sit in on this Richie Ramone interview with um, Pat from Rock Solid Podcast. Yep. I highly check recommend going out. to check it out. It's so fascinating. But um, – how Richie was saying, literally, they would try to get it in one. Mm-hmm. And they would have, like, a day or two. And then yeah. that was it. Yep. And, you know, is there something to it? To doing it in one? Yeah. You just, you rehearse it on your own, and then when you show up, you're just ready to rock, you yeah. know? I was watching this, uh, another sidebar on this one. Uh-huh. It's the last one, so we'll just <laughs> milk it. Yep. <laughs> Bring it. Oh, right. <laughs> I was watching this uh, old Dick Cavett episode with uh, Lucille Ball and uh, okay. Carol Burnett. It was fascinating. Wow. And just at the end, they are just talking about it's how. It's going to be like old Lucille Ball, but very young Carol yes, Burnett. Yes, exactly. And they they seem to be good friends, and they're just hanging out, talking with each other, which is so fascinating. And Carol Burnett says the reason why I get to, you know, be with my family is because when we show up, we don't sit around and chat with coffee around the water cooler when mm. we show up at work we 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 have a half hour to do this number we have a half hour to do that yeah. number we you know and that's called being a professional you know and at the end of the day 
Johnny Ramone was a true professional. I mean, he got this ragtag bunch of dumb, dumb geniuses <laughs> to get in the van and yeah. make the money. I can't believe he didn't quit. I can't believe it's that... a testament to how stubborn he is. Yeah, yeah, totally. That I mean, like, how many times have you been with people who drive you crazy? And oh, like, so many times. How many times have you stayed with them for twenty years? Very few. Very times. few. <laughs> Very few. Yeah, I can't. Especially in a work situation that's also like your family. <laughs> mm-hmm. And maybe because they are like family, that's how they could sustain. Is that, you know. It had to have been an element, something like that. You know what I mean? If they're just your coworkers, it's a lot easier to walk away than if they actually feel like they mean something to Mm. you. So I don't know. You know, Pat Shea or Pat Shea. (laughs) It's Uh called Pat Shea. Pat Francis always talks about how he thinks it's so funny that in uh, Johnny's book, he. Or in Johnny's book or whatever, Johnny's asked, who are your top 10 favorite singers? And none of them are Joey Ramone, you know? And, uh,. It is such a big brother thing. It is such a big brother thing to do. <laughs> Get, don't give him exactly what Yeah. It's just list like, like a bunch of people so that he might kind of like and people he doesn't. And leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, they're all, in a way, they're all the most valuable, aren't they? Thank you. Yes. (laughs) No, I I want to change my answer. They're all You're giving it to all of them? I'm going to give it to Tommy, Joey, Johnny, Dee Dee, Richie, Marky, CJ, Clem. (laughs) You know what's funny? Okay, so here's why we're geniuses. Uh, No, that we're ending with this. Like I said, I felt it was weird. Because, I mean, the greatest thing would have been to end on, you know, something from the first album or whatever. Beat on the brat. Right. (laughs) And it's over in five episodes. (laughs) No, but this is kind of an interesting album in that it is transitional. Yeah. So it wouldn't have happened had Richie not quit. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't have happened under these circumstances with Marky if Richie hadn't quit. Yeah. It's Dee Dee's last one. He's not even playing on it. And the videos are going to have CJ on it. Yeah. So it touches that. This is sort of around the era of Clem. Yeah. And while Tommy's not exactly hands-on He's also here, not dead. Yeah, but I mean, he's still, it's yeah. still like you have a drummer coming back who learned it from the guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who invented yeah, it. totally. And and it's still, by this time, like, yeah, if you go to a store and buy the shirt, his name is still, the, like, he's still the specter of Tommy. yeah was never gone yeah and so this it's funny that you give it to all of them like that that you cheat um <laughs> no uh no it's 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 almost the time you could because this this has the widest grasp yeah of their time yeah yeah you can give it to daniel ray you can give it to i'll give it to daniel ray too sure why not you can give it to uh linda linda's in the picture yeah. at this point Dr. Um, vera she hanging around? Yeah, Vera's Whoever. Bad. Everybody Vera's can have some. Everybody can. <laughs> you know? You get it a vote. You get, you a, get vote. a vote. Well, I'm going to go with Dee Dee and that's it. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Philip, how do you feel wrapping up the sequence here? I guess I feel okay. I don't know. I, it's funny. We have this template that everyone's heard 187 times. And I was finishing out the last thing and I realized I had to change the end. Yeah. Because I can't say join There's us no next other time. There's songs now. But thank you. 
for joining us today. Thank you, Molly, for joining oh, me. Oh, Philip, thank you for joining me. Yeah, it's been nice. Honestly, there's one. There's one partnership that didn't change during this whole time, and I'm pointing at the two of us. Like you can see. <laughs> but I mean, we never like you know. No, it was. It was. This was a really fun, um, yeah, fun journey. Yeah. But thank you everybody for joining us, and it's still out there. You can relive the past. Sure, I'm It'll sure there's there. an episode you haven't heard. Be out there for three more months. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, so if you are feeling as nostalgic as we are, uh, you can leave a review. Ooh, that'd be love great. That. Uh, you could tell a kid about us. Yeah. Tell a kid to help you look us up, and then ask him to listen to like four or five episodes nice. and see how he likes it, and then grade him on this give response. Him grade him on this response. Give him some albums. See what he says. Does he sound smarter? Does he sound cooler? You're welcome. <laughs> uh, but you can also follow us on uh, social media platforms. We love that. Um, such as Facebook, um, Twitter, uh, <laughs> those, all those things. You can also follow us personally. Sure. Uh, on Twitter, she is at Molly Ann Hale, and I am at Philip Matas. I guess you just trial and error. I like that, but you can see what we're up to. Yeah, I mean, we're we, not. We do stuff. Yeah, we're we not, do stuff. We're not exploding. And uh, and that will officially wrap up the canon of the show that is known as 